Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Okay, let me know if you can relate to this. You've just gone to a summer camp, a church summer camp, listened to an incredible podcast, or walked away from a Sunday sermon feeling super on fire and empowered and excited about the Lord, and then Monday rolls around, or the next day rolls around, and suddenly you're feeling a little low and empty and dry in your faith and not really sure what happened. Sometimes we wonder if it's actually even possible to get on fire and stay on fire for the Lord and in our faith. Well, I have my amazing friend Johnny Parsons on the show today, and we're talking about how to do just that, how to get on fire and stay on fire for God. Spoiler, it may not be exactly what you think. It is possible, but we're sharing some nuggets in this episode about how to really cultivate a fire for the Lord and keep that fire burning and have a sustaining relationship with the Lord. Johnny is so passionate about this because she also has a book coming out called Ignited about this exact topic, and so you're getting a sneak peek into the book, but we're also going to be sharing how you can get your hands on this story, on this message that is launching officially in October, but is on sale for pre-order right now. So if you're curious about this message, if you are longing to get on fire and stay on fire for the Lord, whether you're walking through seasons of dryness or spiritual dryness in your relationship with the Lord and want to find hope again, this conversation is for you. 
Johnny, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so pumped, which feels like a really cool segue into what we're talking about today. Your book, Ignited, is coming out in just a few short months. We're in pre-order season right now, which is exciting in its own respect. But before we get into talking about this amazing message, Johnny, for those who may not know who you are and what you do, would you please just give a little snippet about who you are, what you do, and all those good things? Absolutely. And Tara, I just want to say that I have followed you, I don't even know, for a number of years. And I am incredibly honored that you would even have me on this thing. This is awesome. (laughs) This is just a God connection. I have been following you and quote unquote fangirling over you in like a spiritual way for years (laughs) now. So I'm just really, really happy that we've connected. And honestly, just for all of your encouragement thus far, just even even in ways that you don't even know, because when you post something, I'm like, I'm going through that too. And you don't even know. Um, So it's just been really helpful. So thank you so much for having me. Of course, girl, I have followed you for, I mean, I think we probably started following each other around the same amount of time. And I feel like it's been years at this point. And for people listening, we're going to get into it, but I just want to honor you, Johnny, real quick. I have rarely seen people share vulnerably and honestly about the struggles and the triumphs in your relationship with the Lord than than you do. And so just seeing that through your Instagram and through this book coming up, um, it's incredible. So I I feel the same way, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, my my name is Johnny. Um, I just turned 26. I'm uh I'm from Boston, but I'm actually in the middle of a move to Charlotte, North Carolina. We just bought a house literally yesterday, two days ago, which has been just a whirlwind. Um, Yeah, it's been a lot. I'm a wife of four years, a soon-to-be mama, which is exciting. And Tara, I'm going to ask you all the questions. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) You really look like you know what you're doing. Um, And then I'm also a business owner. I own a marketing agency. Um, It's called Sunday Morning Marketing, where we work with businesses for just lead generation. And we have a few employees, four employees now scattered, you know, all over the country. And I'm also a new author, which is exciting. Um, But really, you know, that that's, that's kind of an overview. But how I really just want to describe myself. And to be honest, the only thing that actually matters about me is that I'm a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. I got back in 2012 when I was 16. And my life has just never been the same since I'm, I'm seriously like obsessed with the Lord. I'm like obsessed with Jesus and telling other people about the gospel because I just know the power that it has. So yeah, in a nutshell, I'm plenty of things and I'm involved in a lot and life has been really crazy lately. But the only thing honestly that I take pride in is the fact that God saved me and I am a Christian through and through. I love that. And I I agree. Like when people ask that question, it feels like such a loaded question because we feel like we have right. to quickly, right? I mean, defined by the things we do and, and the things we're a part of. Right. But I love that. And I feel like that could even just, I mean, Johnny, you inspire me by how you share the gospel simply with someone, you know, um, just on the street or just at a coffee Oh, I'm shop. obsessed with it. And, no, and it's, it's, it's so funny because my, my husband and I, we went on our second date, um, like way back when, like five years ago, we went on our second date and there was some guy sitting outside in Boston. And I just, he went, he went out to like, make sure that the car was locked. And when he came back, I was just sitting there telling the guy the gospel, like this wow. homeless guy, the gospel. And he came back and he was like, that's when I knew, like, that's oh. when I, and I, to me, it's like, why wouldn't everybody be sharing the gospel any chance they got? And, you know, 
but that's how that's how we kind of solidified us becoming a, well, a thing. <laughs> he knew that I was going to be the one, I guess, then. But hey, I um, mean, that's powerful right there. I mean, to see that and be like, okay, I think I want to lock her down. I, Jesus, <laughs> I man. It's Jesus. No, that's incredible. And I think that's the thing. I, I just segue real quick. Um, I had a conversation with a friend on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was just sharing. He's like, what is the worst thing that could happen? He's like, I feel like a lot of times fear holds us back. He says, what is the worst thing that could happen? Someone maybe you know, laugh in your face or say no or whatever. But like that does not like it doesn't even hold up water to how great the gospel is and to how much better it is to take that risk and to share with some someone no matter what happens. Like and I think you really live that out in your life. So I just I just love that and I'm I'm inspired by it personally. Um but as we kind of move into um thanks for sharing who you are and what you do. But one more thing I also love to ask my friends on the show is um one of their favorite things that they're loving or I don't know. Some people are like, can I give two? Like literally whatever you want to do. <laughs> I love it as like a fun little like, I don't know, like another way to get to know you. And I also just like love to add more fun things that would make my life sweeter. So do you have something that you're loving right now you could share with us? Yeah. I, I So I actually just posted on Instagram about like what I'm loving. Honestly, because oh, awesome. of this question, Perfect. I was just reading about it and I was like, wait, these are really cool questions. Um, and so I was just thinking about it while I was getting ready today. Um, and honestly, when, when I read that question, my mind automatically goes to like, what are my favorite things right now that I'm using to help me grow in Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just want to say too, like, we're so lucky in this generation to have as many resources as we have, right? Because when I read about others like lives in the word and they had nothing but the reliance of the Holy Spirit and they were still so on fire and we don't just have the Holy Spirit, but we have like these music and podcasts and mm-hmm. books and these commentaries. Um, so it's just super convicting because how much more should we be on, you know, fire and we should be growing for the Lord, you know? Um, but my favorite things right now, probably the new morning mercies by Paul David Tripp, um, is my devotional. I had never heard of it before. Got it maybe three weeks ago. I've been obsessed. It's awesome. Super convicting and encouraging. And then I've also been like on a Paul Washer and Francis Chan sermon kick lately. And so literally every time I'm doing my makeup in the morning, I just put like on a sermon jam. They're like on YouTube. They're six minutes long and it's just the most awesome, encouraging and convicting sermons. Um, Mm. And it's just been been really blessing me lately. I love that you said like kind of when you get ready in the morning and all that kind of stuff. Like I used to like, I mean, sometimes I still do, but like I used to like, you know, put on like a Netflix show or like, you know, like hop on like a TV show on my iPad. And like now I'm like, okay, I have so many podcasts I love. And like, I would rather be filling my mind with with the Lord and just filling that time. Cause I think we make a lot of excuses. Like I don't have time for the Lord. And it's like, well, like look at those opportunities where you listen to the radio in the car and we watch, you know, shark tank while we're doing our makeup and all of that stuff. And it could be just replaced with, with Jesus stuff. Right. Um, And I've been really convicted about that too. um, Mm -hmm. Which is why, you know, those things have been filling my time lately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love the things that you shared. Um, New Morning Mercies, Paul Washer, incredible Francis Chan. Literally love all of his books, by the way. I'm a big Francis Chan fan. Um, Incredible. Every time my husband and I finish a Francis Chan book, we look at each other and we're like, what, what, what is life? Like, (laughs) what are we even doing? Are we living the right way? You know, it's just, he's awesome. 
I love getting to have resources like this. And, you know, we're even going to be talking about your book, which is another amazing resource. Like, obviously, the word is number one, but to have these supplemental things that just come alongside and are rooted in the truth, because I think there's a lot of things that aren't rooted in God's word. And so if we're going to have these supplemental things just to help us even more, and I think, you know, I was just reading the book and at the end of the book, it said, hey, like our prayer is that this book would help you to pick this one up, but then after you finish reading, to put it down and pick up the Bible. And so I I love that we get those opportunities. And so um, today we're talking about another one of those resources, and that's your book that's coming out. Remind me, October, what date again? October? October 4th. Yep. October 4th, Ignited. Okay. So tell us how Ignited came to be. Um, Remind us of the subtitle as well, because I think that just tells you everything you need to know about the book. But just tell us a little Mm. bit about how this came to be, um, your heart behind it, and why you're really excited for, for it to come out now. Yeah, sure. So Ignited is the book title, and it's all about getting on fire for God and staying Mm -hmm. on fire for God. And I think often a lot of Christians will go to a super fun retreat or attend, you know, a super hype Christian church service. And then they do that event and um, they're just so on fire and they promise that their life is just never going to be the same again. Right. But then when they get home a few days later, it fades away and they go back to living their lives just like before. And Tara, I I know that you grew up as a Christian. You probably went through that when I got saved at 16, you know, I went to battle cry, this big conference. And then I came home and I was like, yes, Jesus, and then all of a sudden, my that emotional high, right, was yeah. confused with this passion for God. And it was just, um, you know, my walk with God, you know, was this constant up and down. And I just fully relied on my emotions mm, um, wow. for, you know, me being close to God. And that's never the way God intended for it to be. We're meant to go from glory to glory to glory to heaven. And I, I don't remember what that scripture was exactly, but I know it's in the word and it's really because we're meant to enjoy this like closeness with God in the everyday, right? Yeah. Not just like sometimes when we listen to a pretty good song or a pretty good sermon, we're meant to be close with him on the daily, regardless of how we feel or not. Wow. Um, so with that being said, though, um, this is a, I think, a serious pain point for young Christians in our world today. And yeah. I have the DMs to prove it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I have I have like all of these DMs from these young people that would message me and say, I was so on fire for God for so long and now I don't feel anything for him. And I'm confused if I'm even saved in the first place. What do I do? Yeah. And I realized like, girl, I was I was feeling the same exact way too for too long for, you know, for for years, honestly, I'd have this like super high, um, you know, energy conference that I'd go to or just a really good church sermon or, you know, whatever it is. And I'd feel good. And then a couple of days later, you know, after my gas tank was filled spiritually, then it would just fade and I wouldn't have to fill it up, but we're meant to fill it up every day. Right. And we're not, uh, you know, supposed to be relying on these external circumstances. Um, And quite frankly, like just a lot of us are just carnal Christians right now, just operating in our flesh and being blinded by this emotional high. So I think, or I thought it was time to determine like what that true fire for God is and how to sustain that fire for God in the everyday. And so that's what the book is really about. That's the essence of the book. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. That's incredible. I love this. I personally don't think I have read a book like this. I had the honor of getting a copy a couple months ago to read through it. And it's been, Mm -hmm. it's been really encouraging to read it because it not only like the book like pumps you up and gets you on fire, but like you said, it helps you sustain that. And it's not like it's just a book. Like there's some books out there and there's, I mean, not even just church services like or camps that we're talking about. There's some books that just kind of pump you up for a while and then it kind of peters right. out. And this is just really um, a fresh perspective, but not fresh as in a new way because it's all biblical and it's, it's really encouraging to see that. I think it's interesting because when you were talking, I was just thinking that like we really – a lot of times place our faith in those circumstances or in those moments. Like, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of us, um, there's some people that are still not, you know, at church, whether that would be, you know, physical church, whether that be for health reasons or they're trying to protect themselves or a family member or just still not sure about what's going on in the world, which is like, you know, it's it's that is up to you. But I think that is also a factor that's influencing our faith. If, if you maybe would agree, Johnny, like if we're not in the word, if we're not in fellowship with, with other believers, like that is also another reason why we're like, how do I stay on fire for the Lord? And that's, that's honestly the essence of the book right there. Um, it's all of, then that's why Jesus sent people out in pairs too, right? Because when, uh, when somebody is weak and we're bound to get weak, the other one is going to lift us up. That's so good. the Bible and the fellowship part of it, I mean, that's what the whole early church was built on, right? And we feel like we need Jesus Jesus plus something else will equal, you know, being on fire or being satisfied. But it's really just Jesus. It's the word and other people loving him that is going to really give us this this fire for God and a fire for God. You know, it, it doesn't mean that it's this emotional high. It's actually not. You know, I believe that a fire for God is not being, you know, excited all of the time. It's not jumping up and down at worship. It's, you know, not writing even a book or doing a cool missions trip. A fire for God is just simply being obedient in the everyday and it's seeking him even when your feelings may not align. Right, Um, right. I have yeah. this I had this interesting mental picture when you're talking about fire and I love how you know this book really like captures that but I was thinking how like when you have a campfire it like sometimes it gets hotter and you know the flames get higher and then it gets lower but it's always on fire 
It's always mm-hmm. simmering. It's always warm, right? Okay. So I'm kind of thinking maybe that has some meaning there too. Like, And you know, honestly, the way it keeps burning is by giving, you know, putting new logs on that fire. Nice. And that's how it keeps burning. And that means that we can't just fill up our tank on Sundays and be okay. We right. have to put that log on the fire every day. Which is, you know, fellowship with believers or just getting into that word. That is the logs that we need. And again, it's not, I want to emphasize, it's not this emotional high. That is not a fire for God. It is staying close to him whether or not we feel it. Right. You know, one of my friends reminded me yesterday of a passage. I don't know if it's actually in Genesis and during the story of Abraham or if it's like in Hebrews when they were talking about, you know, the the legends of the faith. But they were saying how there's a verse where um, Abraham was praised for never wavering in his faith. Sure, Abraham had moments. Mm-hmm. He really messed up like any one of us. Like he literally got his servant pregnant. He just, you know, I mean, he was human. He was very sinful just like us, just mm-hmm. like me and you. But he was praised for never wavering in his faith and the fact that he believed God was going to fulfill his promises. And so that right there is that no matter what happened in Abraham's life, he was praised for never wavering. And that could also be said here is that like true fire or true faith that's on fire is one that's never wavering and not necessarily one that's like you said, always raising our hands and falling down at the altar, but really being consistent and um, unwavering, you know? Yeah. And we can have seasons of hardship, right? And we can go through tough times we're going to, but we were never meant to be lukewarm, even in those seasons. Those seasons don't mean we have to leave our obedience to God behind. Um, It doesn't mean we have to be any less close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many people are completely reliant on, you know, and these things aren't bad. The the Hillsong concerts aren't bad. The, you know, going to you know, all of these conferences, they're not bad, but when we're fully reliant on them to build our faith and to keep us close to God, that's where it can get really, you know, idolatry. That's where, that's where we got to just be, uh, you know, careful. Right. I, I love that. And I, and I love that warning and that encouragement. You said lukewarm just a few seconds ago, a few moments ago. And that really, when I think of being on fire for the Lord, lukewarm is the opposite of that. And a lot of times I love to think in opposite. So like if we're going for living a holy life, what's the opposite of holiness? You know, if we're going for a faith on fire, then what is the opposite? And that would most likely be a lukewarm faith. So God's word actually has quite a bit to say um, every once in a while about being a lukewarm Christian. So mm-hmm. a lot of us, whether we would consider like our faith in general, lukewarm, we have moments where we do feel like that. And it's hard to break out of that. So how do we avoid? Is is there ways that God has set us up to avoid this lukewarm faith, but then instead find a sustaining joy in our relationship with the Lord? And, you know, what does God really say about this? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's one that I wrestled with for maybe six months while writing this book. And I think you know, we avoid being lukewarm by again redefining what that fire is for Jesus in the first place because so many in this generation just define it as again jumping up and down at worship or going on a cool missions trip or going to Liberty University and being at that hype, you know, concert that they put on every summer. That's their, you know, what what they're defining fire as. But again, that fire is simply being obedient for Jesus in the everyday and seeking him when our feelings may not, you know, even align with that. And I think that the 
the bottom line too is that when our feelings waver, we don't have to question our salvation every single time our emotions plummet. We don't have to define ourselves as lukewarm when we don't feel it or when we're having an off day with our feelings. It's pushing through that and being obedient and in communion with Christ anyway. So I think that that's where it comes, you know, the, the fire for God comes in because it's pushing past what we may feel. And I don't know about you, Tara, but, and I'm not obsessed with the Enneagram in any sense of the word, but it does, you know, I'm a four on the Enneagram and that's all the emotions, all the feelings. And for so long, I was like, I'm lukewarm one day and then I'm on fire the Mm, next. It's like constant back and forth. And I realized I can have a consistent walk with the Lord. We're never meant to be lukewarm. We can have seasons of hardship or doubt and, you know, go through these tough times, but we don't have to, we don't have to leave our obedience to God behind in those seasons. And it doesn't have to mean that we're any less close to him either, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. That is, that is a good word. We do not have to leave our obedience to God behind in those seasons. That's powerful. And like, honestly, so freeing to hear that. It's like, we don't have to let our emotions dictate like the sum of our faith and like, okay, well today I'm feeling this way. So then I guess I'm not a Christian or yada, yada, yada. And so I think one thing that's hard to navigate though, is, you know, holding um, faith and then holding our emotions in hand because we know that we're not allowed, you know, we're not supposed to let our feelings have power, but they are very real. And so I think taking those to the throne, <laughs> taking them to God's word and being like, okay, God, what do you say about this emotion? Yeah. Well, as I'm pregnant, right. And so yes. as you know, there's like all the emotions all the time. And I've had to just say like, Jesus hormones have to bow at the name of Christ. Like I have to say that out loud. I'm like, my hormones have to bow at the name of the Lord. Like I have to, even though my feelings feel so incredibly real in those moments and I'm a four and I'm led by them or I want to be led by them. And it, it seriously feels like it overtakes me. It's being able to look to Christ and every single thought and emotion being held captive and brought to the cross and saying, Lord, what do you say about this? Let me look at it in light of the cross. And it's it's being able to continually do that because it is real. And it is, especially when you're in the thick of it, right? Especially yeah, when you're yeah. pregnant or when you're going through that time of the month, like it's just scientifically proven, right? Where our hormones kind of lead us in those times. And it's being able to just look to God um, to to man to help us during those those seasons i so agree i so agree i think that's the answer like sometimes we wish it could be this quick fix but it's like we were you know johnny and i were actually even talking before this episode started and we're like you know all of these weaknesses and and inability we feel and adequacy and even just this just idea of just having these big feelings. It all is a really great opportunity for us to be dependent on God and to cling to him harder. And that's not always the most comfortable position to be in. We don't like necessarily, like we as people in general, whether you're type A or not, like we just don't really like asking for help or admitting weaknesses, but actually God says that's when we're really strong. And that's when his power is even more amplified. We don't necessarily make, we don't make God strong. It's who he is, but he loves to be able to display his power even even greater through, through our weaknesses. And I weaknesses. think, I- that's really good actually. And, you know, I wrote this book and after I wrote it, I kept on thinking like, okay, I can never mess up now. Like mm-hmm. I not be led by my feelings. And a couple of weeks ago, I was totally led by my feelings. I was just a grump and I was like <laughs> not feeling like reading my word. And I was just really just not into it. Um, and to be honest, 
I put myself in this penalty box after I sin. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest struggle, I think, with the Lord. I put myself in this penalty box like, okay, I messed up. I'm going to give God time away from me so because oh, wow. I can't go to him right away. And those are just like these feelings, again, that I, I am you know sometimes in- imprisoned by. And so I am learning like with all of you guys, because so many of these girls are struggling with it too, but I am learning because once I put myself in that penalty box, I'm like, no, what does the word say about this? Like, what does the word say about it? And he says, my sins are forgiven, right? From the East is from the West. He's not going to remember it anymore. I'm a new creation. And just standing on those truths and those promises, even in the midst of, you know, feeling like a failure and feeling like we failed him again, but it makes me appreciate grace so much more. So I'm not saying like, like Paul said, right? We don't sin more. So grace should abound. Mm -hmm. But when we do sin, my word, like grace is so real to me and it makes me worship him so much harder because like, I feel like I have to have it all together. And then weeks, you know, sometimes I have weeks like the one that I had the other day and I'm just like, Lord, man, you need to keep me on a short leash and I am fully dependent on you because we can't do this without him. We cannot, you know, not rely on our feelings without him. We cannot simply be obedient or even in encouraged by the word without him. We we can't do anything without him. And I think in this season of my life, that's <laughs> that's what I'm learning right now. Yes. No, I, I so, so agree. And I appreciate you sharing that. It is, I don't know, I, I think it's really helpful to hear that, you know, honestly, because again, like you look at social media, you look at places and you're like, they got it all together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like it's a daily, it's a daily thing we need to remember. But I also love this idea that, you know, when we have these feelings, when we have some low moments, when we feel lukewarm, that we also have to take some kind of responsibility. We kind of have to, you know, saddle up and be like, okay, this is my choice, whether I'm going to let my feelings take me down or the enemy you know, allowed the enemy to speak these lies into my to my heart and actually believe them, I actually have the choice and I have the power through the Holy Spirit to get up and say, no, like I can be obedient to the Lord. I can actually get back in close relationship with the Lord and I can get back in his word. Like we have a lot of responsibility and that shouldn't scare us. That should be freeing to know that we have the choice to come to God. And like you said, to never be ashamed um, because he welcomes us back with grace and we can get back, you know, we can get back on fire and stay on fire. Like, like this message preaches. Right. Absolutely. I agree. No, I love that. And I'm, I'm so thankful for this. I feel like it's pumping me up, but like in a really steady way, which I think is awesome about the book too. But as, as kind of we close here on this conversation, um, I am so excited for people to get their hands on this book because just if this is a sneak peek of it, it's going to, you know, like they know it's going to be amazing. But um, I was wondering, Johnny, if there are any rhythms or routines that you have found in your life that have really helped you connect with God on the daily and, you know, in a way not grow cold to him, you know, because we want to stay on fire, get on fire and stay on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I think we just talked about this too. The two biggest things in my life that have helped me not grow cold to Jesus is two things, the the word and fellowship. Yeah. Because when we think about it, right, the original church, that's all they had. That was the bare bones that their faith was built on. And that made their foundation so strong, strong enough that they developed a come what may faith that's still spoken about today, generations later. And that is crazy. So all we need are the same things. So 
every day, regardless of if I'm feeling it or not, I'm in my word. And obviously there are some days where, you know, like the the couple of weeks ago where yes, life just gets in the way, but more consistently than not, I read the Bible, the hardcover Bible, not on my phone yep. that I can highlight and underline and I don't have to post it to my Instagram story. I just got to get alone with God because mm-hmm. that is where I find my strength. Um, and every day, even when it feels like, you know, it doesn't penetrate, I just have to keep that word of God yep. as my primary focus because right. again- the Lord needs to keep me on a short leash. I don't know about you, but I am a I am literally a mess without him. Like the only yes. good thing in me is Jesus. Like that's it. I I can't emphasize that enough. And then, you know, the fellowship as well and um and while I do mean church, like church is super important, especially like in especially when you're just wanting to grow in Christ and and worship collectively and all of that. Um, But what's even more important is being able to fellowship with believers like during the week and not just on Sundays, right? Like my friends and I are constantly asking how we can be praying for each other via text or we're sharing Bible verses with each other or we grab a cup of coffee, um, you know, and just discuss the season that we're in and what God is doing in our lives. And again, Jesus sent others out in pairs for that reason. When one person's weak, the other one is going to be strong and encourage them to keep pushing in the faith. And so for me, those are two keys right there. And like, I know we just mentioned that too. You had just mentioned it. Um, But those are the two things I use in my own life, continuing the word daily and fellowshipping with others that just really love the Lord. And, you know, I think also just making our every day surrounded by the Lord. So like we were saying, when we when I used to get up in the morning and do my makeup, I was like I put on Shark Tank and I was just watching Shark Tank. But now yeah. I'm watching these, you know, these sermon jams and that's what I'm watching. Or, you know, I'm driving the car. I'm not listening to my crime podcast, which like keeps me, you know, super <laughs> intrigued. What I'm doing now is putting on Tara's podcast or I'm like listening to worship, right? And yeah. that's where we need to be just constantly surrounded and putting that stuff in our mind that is just Jesus-centered because as my mother-in-law says, junk in, junk out. And like, you know, we're going to chew on secular stuff. We're going to act secular as well. Mm, And so we really need to be able to just have Jesus in the everyday. That's powerful. In the everyday. I think we overcomplicate it. I think we often overcomplicate it, you know? (laughs) And it's just like, it just reminds me of, you know, abiding in the true vine, John 15. When we abide in the true vine, we will have fruit. And this is like Mm -hmm. when fruit grows or or when it's grown well, it's not like it comes one day and then it goes the next. Like a true, like let's say apple tree or something that is really – grown healthily and grown um, just well and tended to has sustaining fruit and it's going to last. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Um, and so I just think it's helpful to remember that in the back of our minds too, to abide in the true vine, like Johnny says, like fellowship, get in the word, prayer, like all those things, um, daily practices that we should not overcomplicate and just be faithful in the small and the everyday. So, so, so powerful, friend. I am so excited for this book. Y'all, if this, if this was a glim- glimpse, which it was, of the book, I bet you're excited for it. So um, pre-order season right now, if you're listening to this as it's coming out, October 4th, it is launching. Johnny, how can they pre-order the book? How can they um, get their hands on um, this message? Just share with us as we close um, how they can um, get it to be a part of their lives. 
Yeah. So Ignited is actually available everywhere. You can get your books. So Target, Walmart, Christian Book, Amazon. Um, and so it's it's kind of everywhere right now. Um, but again, it's available for pre-order right now. But that would be super cool if you guys could pre-order it. And then I'm on Instagram, um, Johnny Nicole at Johnny Nicole. And I'm, you know, I'd really love to connect with you guys in any way. And if you do pre-order it at all, let me know so I can just personally thank you and we can be friends. Oh, I love that. And when she says that, she means it. She's always in the DMs. She's always cultivating always. those relationships. <laughs> That's how we got to be friends. So um, I will have everything linked below though so you can connect with her on Instagram and find her book and pre-order. Um, pre-orders are so, so important. So make sure to go do that. Um, but Johnny, I love you, friend. Thank you. I'm so glad we finally mm -hmm. got to do this. I've always wanted you on the show. Oh, and to be able to like have your book as like the thing we're talking about is just a really cool moment. So thank you. Oh, it's girl. awesome. And I'm so stinking honored. Tara, you're awesome. Wasn't that episode so encouraging? I hope you walked away feeling empowered, ignited, encouraged, and challenged in your faith and to get on fire and stay on fire for the Lord and realize that it's not really that complicated. We can have a sustaining relationship with the Lord every single day. One thing that I wanted to mention before we close it on this episode is just to say thank you for leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I get to look at the ratings and reviews every single week, sometimes a couple times a week, to read what you guys are loving about the show. Ratings and reviews are not only so powerful to help the show get into higher rankings and then because of that get to more ears and help people to know, love, and live God's word, but it also just helps me know, hey, what are you loving? What are you learning? What do you need more of? And it's also an amazing way for people who have never heard of the show to go through the ratings and reviews and say, oh, this is what I will get out of this show. It's a testimony of sorts. So thank you so much for doing that. If you have not done that yet and you'd like to take a minute or two just to share a star rating or a little blurb about what you love about the show, you can do that in Apple Podcasts at the bottom of the app on Truth Talks with Tara. I truly feel like I'm best friends with all of you guys and I'm humbled that you would tune in every single week and binge these episodes and get to sit down with me and sometimes a friend. I love you and I cannot wait to talk to you in next week's episode. Until then, 